Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We spoke with Clive Line, CFO of Sarabi Gold. They're a aimlisted gold producer with assets in Brazil. And he talks to us today about his Q3 quarterly numbers. And if you want to see more stories like this, you can find them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, where you can also find detailed company reports. There are commentaries from experts from around the world on a variety of commodities and companies. There are training videos and there are summaries of other interviews that we have carried out just to save you a little bit of time. And of course, there's a community of investors on there sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other. So go there now and sign up at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Clive, how are you doing, sir? I'm very good, thank you. And yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. Now, we are going to talk about your uh, quarterly results today. Um, do you want to give us the highlights? Um, well, I think uh, we, we're doing pretty well. Mike uh, Hodgson, when you interviewed him a couple of weeks ago, gave you the update on the production side of it. Um, 7,200 ounces of production. That's fairly good. Cash position uh, has improved again. So we're up above $10 million worth of cash. Um, I think for most people, they'll be looking at sort of cash costs and all in sustaining costs. Uh, cash costs coming in now for the year to date, just over a thousand and uh, all in sustaining at just short of what shy of $1,300 an ounce. Um, but I think the most satisfying aspect for me is consistency of revenue, consistency of EBITDA, maintaining our operating profit in there at around 4.8, which is very similar to the Q2 figures that we put out uh, earlier this year. Uh, so we're showing a, de a degree of consistency, which given every all the circumstances in which we've been operating is very satisfying. Well, it's been a sobering year. It's been a very sobering year. You, you went off, you did well um, Q1, Q2, Q3. Not so much. And I guess the question people are going to want to understand is, you know, where do you go from here? Um, well, I think we we have got, and I think Mike alluded to it as well, we've, we've got an element of catching up to do. Um, as he said, we did make a simplification of the operation over the, uh, the last few months uh, in order to try and keep production going. It has reduced our optionality. We've seen that coming down in the, in the grades, but ultimately the gold is still there in the ground. Um, we just haven't had the flexibility in order to be able to to get it out as, uh, at, at the times that we necessarily want to. But we'll, we're putting in the uh, putting in the programs and putting in the people to uh, to get that turned around. Um, we are getting the full complements of staff back up onto site, so that's very encouraging. Um, and you know, as we've said as well, we we've got sort of work going on, exploration crews, contractor crews to help try and catch up that six months of underground works that we would normally have been doing, but just had to get suspended. So uh, it'll take a little bit of time to make that catch up, but we will get there. Okay. Well, that's very important. Um, so most people are back on site now, which is good, good news. Obviously, the restrictions have been lifted. How quickly can they ramp up to kind of full capacity? And beyond, because you're talking about the language of playing catch up here. Well, there were we, as we said, we took a lot of the, all the contractor staff off site at the end of March. They've started to come back. Some of those contractors are doing surface drilling work. Some of them are, do, are involved in doing underground drilling work, which we need for exploration and for mining planning purposes. 
Um, so that was sort of somewhat put to one side whilst we concentrated just on maintaining the operations and production. So we need to catch that back up. I, you know, we'll get on with doing the, the work that we need to do, but we need to now try and filter in six months worth of work that hasn't been done as well. So there is a fair amount to do. Um, it's not, you know, it's not going to be done in, a, in an instant. It's going to, you know, we'll start to see the benefits hopefully coming through in Q2, Q3 next year. Where's the benefits I think people are going to be interested in? You know, people catching it with work that should have been happening during, you know, Q2, Q3 is one thing, but in terms of answers that are missing from your beginning of the year guidance, is it going to be possible to catch that up next year? I don't think you're not going to catch it up in its entirety. No, uh, we're still working on our production plans and production budgets for, for 2021. Um, but I would certainly think that uh, at the moment we're going to see, as we said, Q4 being very fairly similar to what we've seen for Q2 and Q3. Uh, I suspect Q1 will be very much, very much the same as well. And then hopefully we can start to see some benefits flowing through after that. Meaning you'll get back to previous levels of 10,000 ounces per quarter or beyond? Uh, well, certainly get, get back up to the 10,000 ounces a quarter. And then we'll, after that, hopefully if the work has been done, we should be able to build up and get beyond that and get to where we wanted to be, which was sort of the 11, 12,000 ounces a quarter once the all sorter is really, really running and the benefits of that are feeding through. Okay. And, and- I think people need to remember, because I remember this from last year, Q4 can be a little bit more expensive because you've kind of got that, was it, I've got what the, the 13 month salary? Component. There is, yes. Um, yes, it's, uh, you know, I suppose the UK doesn't see it, but um, we, we somewhat act as a savings bank for the employees and they get an extra month's salary at the end of the, or paid their extra month's salary in November, December. So that always ends up being, meaning that the third, fourth quarter is a, uh, an extra cost. Plus, as I've already said, we've, uh, we've got uh, contractor drill crews back on site as well. Uh, two crews under, in underground drilling, two crews on surface drilling as well. So we, you know, we really have stepped it up. Um, uh, so uh, I don't think we're going to see the levels of quite the same levels of cash generation coming through in Q4 as we've seen in Q2 and Q3. But um, we'll keep moving that forward. Right. So the underground, I understand. The what's the what's happening at surface on the exploration front? On surface, well, we got the crews back onto. Um, onto the Stauchico uh, anomalies. So we, we're drilling out uh, those and picking up those programs where we left off. Um, as you know, we also picked up um, at the end of Q, Q3, early Q4, uh, a couple of extra tenement areas. We see those as uh, good prospectivity and we certainly would like to get one of those drill rigs moved over there uh, Hopefully before the end of the before the end of 2020, to uh, start doing some exploration on there. It's sort of pretty much as Mike's described it. It's a, a drill-ready walk-up target, and uh, we'd really like to uh, put a little bit of meat on the bone on that. Okay, and I noticed you um, you sold more gold than you produced in Q3. How'd you do that? Well, there's always. <laughs> There's always inventory and um, we produce gold in two forms, bullion and concentrate. Um, The bullion is fairly rapid turnaround. There's probably usually a a seven to 10 day lag in terms of its production to actually generating the cash flow from it. Concentrate tends to be 
um, building up a, a big enough uh, volume of it to to make a shipment across and we sell it into uh, smelters into the Far East. Um, but um, so from time, you know, we always get a, a more of a lag that can be a six to eight week lag before we actually see the sales revenues coming through. So we did have a little bit of uh, benefit coming through in Q3 in turn, and that's bo- helped boost the cash flow a little bit. Uh, I suspect, again, we'll see a, we'll only see one sale going through in this quarter rather than the usual two sales going through. And we'll see one coming through in early January, which will which will pick the position back up again. Okay, interesting. Okay, and one and final thing, Equinox. You paid down five and a half million of the twelve million. Um, you've had to dip into your funds a bit, though, as, as well as your cash flow. So, um, do you think you're going to need to go back and have another conversation with them about these monthly payments, or you're going to be able to settle that uh, debt off? No, no. At this moment in time, no. Our intention is still to keep making those payments on a monthly basis. Um, and we'll, you know, our budgets are there to, uh, and the cash flow should be there to be able to allow us to do that. Okay. So, in your opinion, what do you think people should make of these these Q3 numbers? Because, like I said at the start, it's a fairly sobering environment. Is, is, should we be looking hopeful towards the future? Well, I think I'm reasonably hopeful. I remain confident. I think we're always. Um, there's always an element of caution. We've seen gold prices meandering around in the last few days um, in reaction to news on potential vaccines. We've seen in movements as a result of um, American political events. Um, and, uh, you know, we've we've benefited and the figures are, you know, are there and reflect the improvements that we've seen in the gold price. We've realised somewhere in the region of, um, I think it's about 1880, um, gold price for the last uh, in the last quarter, uh, and that certainly helped the the figures along quite very nicely. But uh, so, you know, if we don't if we do see a retrenchment in the gold price, if vaccines come in and there's a more risk uh, risk off attitude from the investor community, um, then uh, we we have to urge a little bit of caution there, and we'll look at that as well with the Brazilian rei, and we've seen the dollar weakening and other other commodity strengthening uh, and that's always going to be uh, that's another factor that we always have to take into account in looking at how we'll perform over the coming coming quarters brilliant okay clive look thanks for the run through appreciate that um look forward to speaking to you or mike or both of you soon absolutely thanks very much indeed for your time thank you for listening if you've enjoyed the interview why not subscribe to cruxcast or our website cruxinvestor.com and of course our youtube channel crux investor Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.